you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to another episode of High TV's Cannabis News Now. And I'm going to tell you something. I did record an episode on Sunday, but here it is. I didn't really like the episode. And the reason why I didn't like it is because I felt like it was literally just the news. And I feel like having a conversation beforehand would make the conversation way better. As the things that caught my mind this week. For instance, it looks like the country, for the most part, is opening back up. It's not just Florida being Florida, being crazy, a.k.a. Florida man, and opening things up way earlier than they should. I mean, I'm seeing videos pop out in places like Missouri where people are getting it on and popping. I mean, like 90 plus, 100 plus people at a pool party, yacht party, whatever you want to call it. You've seen a video probably floating around on Twitter. It is madness. It's, at, it's just the middle of summer. They're enjoying their Memorial Day weekend like nothing is up. But God bless them. Honestly, God bless those people running out there acting like everything is back to normal because me, that's not what I'm going to do. I can't with responsibility of my own life, go ahead and venture outside the way that people are. I mean, literally there's parties going on all over the place and I'm sure there are barbecues being lit up today, Memorial Day. Now, of course, of course, of course, we've been pent up in the house for months, right? And you can understand the level of wonderlust people have built up over time. I mean, how many times can you look at the same four walls in your house and, and all, only getting food from the outside via Uber Eats or Domino's or shout out to those companies probably killing it, by the way. But the point still stands. It's hard being home for that long. And it's interesting because it's almost like we were given what we asked for for the longest. I mean, for the longest time, a lot of us were asking for a break, looking for some type of separation from the normality, the, the normality that we call our life, going to work, going to school, or whatever your daily activities include. And have this break at first, it seemed nice. Though it was scary, it did seem nice to lay back in the house, have some time to yourself, and do what you want to do. I mean, I told you in another episode, what are some things you could do, like binge watch movies, you know, start that business you were talking about, write that book you wanted to write, or even read a book you wanted to read. Basically, the time that you were complaining you didn't have, somehow through acts of God or, or the universe acting to give us this time of separation in our homes to do what we please. And hopefully what you did was productive. I told you at the beginning of quarantine, I decided to use my extra time to look into stocks. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the stock market has hasn't recovered fully, but at least recovered nearly a third or half the way, which is still good. Nonetheless, I mean, you invest, a, you invest some of the money you gotten free from the government, that stimulus check, just in case you didn't need it for other bills. You can go ahead and put it into the stock market or you can use that money to start a business that you want to. I know I've seen a bunch. I mean, 
out the woodwork, left, right, up, down, center, people are selling masks, all type of masks. If you're African, some of them have African prints. If you're into, you know, superheroes, I've seen superhero masks. If you're into like workout masks, you can like run in and work out. I've seen those go around as well. I mean, it's very interesting to me to see the opportunities that have arisen during this time. Now, granted, it is somber in a sense where what we're going through, though, in some lights, it may be a blessing, but for many families, it has been an utter nightmare. You know, people have been losing their parents, friends that they've grown up with. I've, I've lost myself a high school classmate and God knows who else I've lost that I've known. But due to the lack of communication, there's no way for me to find out because I'm from New York, as you already know. By the way, I know people from New York always mention, oh, yo, New York, New York, New York. It's just a habit, right? Like, our city's the best city. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. But the point still stands. America's opening back up. I'm staying my ass at home. I ain't trying to get caught up in the in, in mess because I believe a second wave is coming. Of course, it's speculation. But, you know, looking at the statistics, historical data, and just common sense, there's going to be a short, a short spike until herd immunity enacts where we all have you know antibodies in our system that can protect us from the coronavirus because as i said in early episodes the longer this thing goes the weaker strain will persist the stronger strain dies out with the with its host unfortunately however fortunately for the public at large the weaker strain will continue and therefore if we encounter the coronavirus, we would much more be able to fight it if we don't have those debilitating diseases or conditions that were mentioned. Now, in other news, what happened this week was Mr. Joe Rogan, all right, the podcast king himself, all right, the guy that has the likes of Neil deGrasse Tyson, Alex Jones, and everything in the middle, all right, from real science to pseudo crazy Illuminati wizards in parallel universe science and alex jones all right joe rogan just signed a hundred million dollar a hundred million plus i should say the exact number was not released but a hundred million plus deal with spotify and the same reason why i wanted to record i'm going to go ahead and press pause because the rain picked up and for some reason the mic picks it up but we're going to talk about joe rogan after the rain persists be right back all right, and we're back. So as you know, I record this podcast here in Florida, all right? South Florida, for that matter. South Florida is like any other place in America, right? Where it's considered the deep south, but it's as far from the deep south as you can get. You're not going to get people that sound kind of like this and kind of have that deep southern accent and, you know, shoot boar and, and, and hunt, you know, and, and whatever the hell, drink sweet tea. Like South Florida is like the Caribbean, right? It's filled with different ethnicities, many Latino, you know, Cuban, uh, all type of Latinos, honestly, Latinx. You can find Jamaicans, you can find Haitians, you can find even white people down here. You can find everybody you can, even retired mobsters from New York City come down to Florida. And they, they, they all go put New York City back on the pocket. I can't help it. I got a rep. I got a rep. But before we jump into Joe Rogan, I want to also mention the fact of this coronavirus, though the intensity of infection is slowly dissipating, what's not dissipating is the economic impact it's having at large in our nation and around the world for that matter. But I'm in America, so I'm going to focus on what's happening here. The unemployment rate is super high. Some of you guys listening right now are unemployed and getting those sweet, sweet $600 unemployment checks. I mean, some of you guys are getting unemployment checks that are higher than what your actual paycheck for that week was, which is amazing. And it's sad 
because, not because you're getting free money, right? But it's sad because a lot of businesses actually can't, you know, continue with their business operations and hire people because the unemployment checks pay more than what they're offering. So now those jobs are now not having employees, they're short staffed, and it's not looking good whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? So just know that what we're experiencing is not done yet. All right, the coronavirus is almost like a meteor, right? When the meteor crashes in the earth, the the uh, rush and panic and anxiety that we had to flatten the curve and stay inside. That was the soot, ash, and fire and lava that poured into the sky when the meteor hit. All right, the ashes that will remain in the sky to darken uh, what's underneath will still lie. And that's economically speaking, not to sound dreary, but to be real, right? Cause obviously you want to hear positive things and stay positive on this jazz, but we got to be real at the same time. For those of you guys who have investments in the real estate market or have homes or are thinking about getting to real estate, those who own real estate will see that the value of many properties will go down for the simple reason that a lot of individuals can't pay their rent. And if you people can't pay their rent, that means the people who own it aren't paying their mortgage. Now, granted, yes, our government did a little nice, uh, what do you call that circus net? What's that circus net called? I don't know. We don't talk about when they have the little, when they're in the circus and then flying up and down, you know, grabbing a pole. I'm not talking about a strip club. You know what I'm talking about. The little net, that, the safety net. Wow, I couldn't think of safety net. But anyway, they have a safety net that protects these land, these uh, property owners. The issue is that once they're not be able to pay their mortgage, that means these banks aren't getting loans paid back. And it's going to be like a, you know, a snowball effect, if you will. All right. This Jack Frost isn't going to be pretty come winter. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg now. So with that being said, there's opportunities that I'm telling you, the listener, in the real estate game in the coming future. So that means save your money, spend very, very, very wisely, and yes, spend, excuse me, save your money so that when you do have enough, you can go ahead and buy a property at a lower, lower value. I mean, what they're saying happened in 2008, they are comparing to now is nowhere near. I mean, the amount of government relief that's being produced is going to ultimately end up in inflation. And when money gets inflated, that means that your money does not value what it valued before. So therefore, you will be able, you'll need more money to buy the same product or goods that you're buying now. So when money lower, when money value lowers, listen, there's a whole, it's a shit show coming. All right. That's all I'm saying. I'm like the fucked up media, what do you call it? Media, meteorologist on the news saying, look over here. You know, shout out to that meteorologist on Family Guy. When he points at the screen, he goes, it's rain. <laughs> it's so racist, but it's funny. But nonetheless, that's what I'm saying here now is that just know that what's happening now is not done whatsoever. We're going to be probably dealing with this thing until, you know, 2021, 2022, before we really see a full recovery, both economically and on the health side. Right. Many workers have gone and left us to go to a better place. And many businesses have done the same. I mean, we've seen JCPenney and J. Crew file for bankruptcy. And that's just a start. So back to Joe Rogan, as I did my little economic PSA there. So, yes, Joe Rogan is a king of podcasts. All right. This guy has nearly one hundred and ninety million downloads a month now. Now, as a podcaster myself, those numbers, those numbers made me sweat. All right. It made me pull my collar a little bit. One hundred ninety million a month. That's madness. All right. And it makes total sense why he was able to make three million or thirty million dollars on his podcast in twenty nineteen alone. 
just off the fact that he has advertisements in his podcast and he makes like what eighteen thousand dollar episode i'm not going to do the math live right now but you guys get it he makes a lot like the guy literally has eight minutes worth of ads on his podcast and he's the only guy that can do it right because people care about the guests that's on his show and what they have to say right and so the reason why i'm mentioning this is because you're listening to a podcast you're listening to something that was very experimental all right you're listening to something from someone who was passionate about cannabis who said why not share this information with the world right as i told you guys the story of high tv before and now we are getting validation. So if you're a podcast listener or podcaster, then this news is very, very enlightening to you. Podcasting is slowly but surely, or in some cases may argue rapidly, replacing radio. It's rapidly replacing radio for the simple fact that radio has turned into more of like a music station, not really a talk personality connection type of thing. Now, granted, there are talk shows that play music like Breakfast Club, you know, in the morning. The issue is with that type of medium is that there's music interrupted. When you get my podcast, you have the show going on for like an hour, you know, and you're getting what you want. If you're going to Joe Rogan, you can sit down for two, three hours out your day and listen in on your favorite author, listen in on your favorite entrepreneur and Elon Musk, or maybe even learn something about astrophysics, astrophysics from Neil deGrasse Tyson. And that's the power of podcasting in itself. The fact that Shopify, excuse me, Spotify went ahead and purchased Anchor, the platform that I record a podcast and distribute on. And it went to second route of not only signing the likes of Joe Budden podcast for the urban podcast group, and also signing a bunch of those storytelling, you know, horror podcast things I, I, I never listened to them like they're basically a podcast where people tell stories in podcast form with episodes and like chapters or episodes and people love it right they they love the hell out of it they're driving to work and they get to, get to like experience a movie on the way to work kudos to them and then spotify now and took their biggest checkmate and said hey listen google play hey listen apple hey listen all your other digital media streaming services we are going to be the head of podcasting because we are already number one in audio music listenership so now that they're going out the Joe Rogan and come January 1st of 2021, all of his episodes will be on Spotify. And you're probably wondering what's going to happen to his videos. If you love Joe Rogan so much, it's going to be on Spotify too. So the beautiful thing is Spotify, you can enjoy podcasts for free. You don't have to pay for anything to listen to, listen to Spotify podcasts. And so it may create more premium customers for them but more importantly it makes this podcast world much more relevant it makes us much more respected in the media light and therefore it will bring a lot more listeners and probably podcasters i mean any guy sitting in arkansas like a random state like wyoming and decides yo i'm going to go ahead and start a podcast they're going to start it now because they're seeing that there's is a a viable opportunity there no longer are you going to be getting thousand dollar ads from these random random places or like this podcast get hundreds of dollar ads that come in like cool that's gonna stop you're gonna have now people get you know deals in place where there's long-term ads being played on, on an episode and they may be fifty thousand hundred thousand dollar deals and people's prices have gone up the value of every podcast have gone up think about it this way joe rogan's podcast being purchased for a hundred million dollars is similar to the house on your block that looks similar to the houses around it however on the inside it's decked out and balling right 
that house just got sold for a hundred X the value of every other house around you. So what do you think is gonna happen to your home? It's gonna go up in value. It may not be a hundred X, but it's gonna go up in value, 10 X at least. So that being said, if you're a podcaster, it's time for you to go hard. It's time for you to realize this is a viable opportunity for you and your family. Could you imagine you getting at least a quarter of what Joe Rogan got paid? I mean, people are rumoring it to be around $200 million. He got paid. I mean, he's the biggest podcast in the world. It has to be higher than the Ringer and all the other podcast deals that went on. So with that being said, I had to mention that as it was important to myself. And I know some of you guys out there love podcasts because you're listening to this podcast or you're a podcaster also. So that's big news for us. That's big news for the podcasting world. And now let's get back to what we came for, a.k.a. Cannabis News Now. So, first up, we're going to talk about cannabis, all right? We're going to talk about what's going on in the cannabis world, and then we're going to go on to weed science. As you know, I'm a little little cool nerd type of guy, right? Like, I, I like to, you know, dabble in my biology, dabble and read studies online, articles to see what's going on. Like, for instance, that whole thing about them finding a parallel, uni- a parallel universe... I'm here to tell you firsthand that was bullshit, all right? There's there's no parallel universe. They haven't found it, all right? They're not in there living like Benjamin Button because time goes backwards. What simply happened is that they're studying these particles that seemingly don't interact with matter, and they float through our, bo- our bodies like thousands thousands upon millions of particles a minute float through our body the same ones that were studied in that study and for those of you that don't know haven't heard these scientists were in antarctica they're studying particles they normally study particles that come from space and fall to the ground however this particle came from the ground and was going towards the sky they didn't make any sense of it right because gravity will pull every particle in i mean it makes more sense for particles to come from space however when they studied and realized that this particle came from the ground it was going in the opposite direction than they're used to then they speculated keywords speculate that it could be a possibility that the particle you know was following a different law of physics and then the media got a hold of it and said did the scientists at nasa or an antarctica find a parallel universe where time goes backwards and then nasa came out and said nah chill out relax we ain't find a par- relax parallel what relax that's exactly what happened when nasa got a hold of this news like we didn't find any of that stuff y'all just trying to sell clicks on the internet and it worked because it got me excited um i even shared a story on my personal instagram talking about how they probably they, they have a rat or a mouse rather that's four percent human i mean it's kind of crazy why would you make a rat four percent human and if that rat's four percent human what other beings exist in this world that's much higher than four percent human now the idea of them doing this is not just because like not just because i want to see how much human i can make a rat but for the simple matter of fact is they want to grow organs in animals such as pigs that dna isn't too far from ours chimps of course and then do organ transplants from those animals so that we can have uh lesser scarcity on the organ or organs for organ donor we can have more organs for people that need it all right damn i don't know why i'm stuttering but anyway, back to the cannabis news at large. I make you guys wait about 10 minutes. I'm not going to wait any longer. First, we have some crazy news, all right? We had, I'm going to do the rundown, quick hits, and then we're going to dive into the topics, right? So first story, former employees arrested for murder of tech cannabis CEO. 
Whoa. More on that literally after the quick hits. Next, we have Aurora to acquire U.S. company with second largest CBD market share. As you know, Aurora was having trouble with a lot of the other cannabis companies worth billions of dollars, and things are not looking pretty. So we'll talk about more about why this move is wise and what I see from them coming in the future. All right. Next up, we have New Mexico have some nice sales numbers in Oregon too. Things are looking up in these states. And on weed science, we're gonna dive into the topic that studies suggest that women have more intense cannabis cravings than men. And then we're gonna share the deep dive with another study that says that uh, prenatal cannabis exposure alone is not associated with cognitive impairments. AKA pregnant women using Cannabis, And last but not least, study has, got, has came out saying that 19 years old is the ideal age limit for cannabis access. We'll talk about the study, what they found, and what that means for you. All right, so first up, we have this wild story. Now, personally, I didn't ever think that we were going to find a, a this type of story in the cannabis industry. I mean, weed is something that relaxes us. It makes you happy, it makes you laugh, it makes you hungry. Never have I ever smoked weed and felt like becoming violent, right? However, a tech slash cannabis CEO just got murdered, or didn't just got murdered, he was murdered in 2019. However, two suspects have been arrested. And the news comes out that two of the four men involved were brothers and they were former employees of the CEO. So the story goes as this. Four men have been arrested for the 2019 murder of Tashar Atrey. CEO of Santa Cruz-based tech company Atronet and cannabis manufacturing firm Interstitial Systems. Two of the suspects are former employees of Atronet's cannabis company. Now, to talk to you now, how many of you guys out there listening? How many of you, matter of fact, I ask it this way, have you ever been fired? Yes or no? Take your time. Yes or no? Have you ever been fired? Let go, <laughs> if you want to be fancy. So chances are, if you're listening, some of you have gotten fired, right? Just the number, the law of averages says that some of you listeners have gotten fired from their job. I personally got fired from my job before. I don't need to tell the story now. Probably will in the future. But the point is, when you got fired, did you really ever have the thought of, you know, murdering, <laughs> murdering your boss? I've never had that thought. Like I probably thought, f you, f that, yada yada. Like probably talk some shit about the boss, being like you're stupid, you're this, you're that, all this other stuff, right? I probably thought about a boss firing me, and. I myself don't really stick on things like that. I kind of have a person that when life happens, you either react to it or you delve in the moment. What's the point of delving in the moment of being fired? Your whole goal is to get another job so you get more money, and that's exactly what I did in that situation. However, these people dived, delved deep into the moment of being fired, and it looked like they plotted and pre-murdered this guy. So the story goes as this. There's a little gray area in the story reporting about how these guys got let go and how their former employees... But the police could only speak on what occurred prior to the murder. So here you have the CEO. Could you imagine being a CEO business owner who worked and busted their ass to build a successful business, not only in cannabis, but also in tech or tech for cannabis? I mean, you're probably building this not just for you and your own accolades, but you're probably building this for the success and, and bountiful gifts that you can provide to your family who you love. And to think that these negative, angry former employees can go ahead and shut that down in a matter of seconds is disheartening, especially in this industry. You never, you expect this type of thing to happen in like Ozark or like a Netflix TV show. You don't expect it to happen in real life, right? Like a cannabis company 
CEO got murdered. That sounds like it's movie based, but this is this is reality. I assure you. So the story goes as this from the cops. The story goes as this from the cops. Sorry for talking so fast. So the cops say that Atchu was in his home. There was a breaking and entering into his home. Seemed like he had gotten a roughing up before he had left the house. Naturally, if you have some people run into your house, you're going to be defensive. No one knows for sure what happened in the home. The assailants at large decided to go to his garage, put him in the car, therefore kidnapping him and stealing his vehicle at the same time. Now, it was thought that they drove to, it was thought, it was found that they drove to one of the locations that were owned by Atchery, and they don't know what happened in between, but towards the end, Atchery ended up losing his life, and his dead body was found in the SUV. Now, the story is still building, the story is still continuing, and more news are coming out about it. I just was so bewildered by the fact that there was an actual murder in the, sea, in the cannabis game, the legal cannabis game, that I, it just surprised me. Now, people, granted, people who have sold weight before, you know, you have been distros for, you know, big drug cartels, whatever it had, had to be. Some of you guys listen to podcasts too, and some of you guys are in the cannabis industry. So many of you may not be surprised by the fact that this may be associated with cannabis because of its prior legal nature. But in my mind, from my perspective, once you go legal, there's so many hoops you have to jump through. Does it really make sense for you to continue legal activities, you know, continue the thug or gangster or, or 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 just nefarious actions while being legal. It doesn't make any sense. You know? There's so many there's so many more eyes on you. All right, it's magnifying glass of your business operations. So why would you even think about you know persisting crime? But I want to just say you know best wishes to the family of Atchery. You know I'm sorry you had to go through this, and I hope justice is found. I hope they found out the truth, and I hope that they uh, take care of whoever killed this you know CEO, someone who really worked hard. And as someone who has aspirations to be a CEO, I found it daunting to think that this can possibly happen, right? And a story like this is like what a employee that fucks up at work would would like share with the rest of the, all right so imagine you're at work right you had an employee that's always effing up right that, that's the f up employee all right everybody knows when they come around they're gonna mess up somehow and they're probably on the chopping block anything happens with the business they're probably going to be the first to get fired all right and they know that too like normally the people that fuck up at work they know that they're the fuck up and they know that they may get fired i like how i censor myself one second curse the next crazy guy but the point still stands that they will go ahead and tell this story to the whole office or wherever you work just so that the boss gets too afraid to fire them like he says yo these employees got fired and they killed their boss could you believe it next you know the, the boss is sitting there pulling his collar you know what i'm saying wiping his sweat off his navel navel whoa wiping his sweat off his forehead <laughs> wiping his sweat off his forehead because he's nervous man but seriously yo because if you're a boss out there and you have somebody you gotta fire don't worry I'm, I'm sure it's not everybody gets fired kills their boss but in this case that was true all right we're gonna move on now to something a bit more delightful so as you know aurora cannabis has had some tough tough times all right i mean not even just aurora cannabis but cannabis companies at large it seemed like their numbers if you look at the stock market have gone to the shitter literally like there's companies like hexo who are being traded for pennies on the dollar i mean cents uh, i forgot which company but one company i saw was trading for about 28 cents i nearly bought it until i thought to myself hmm how long until this money will bounce back? I can go ahead and buy a hundred or a thousand shares of this and see, you know, maybe in the future when this goes to like a hundred dollars, next you know I bought it at 28 cents. I'm sitting pretty, like I'm gonna be a rich, rich man, but do I wanna take that risk? Because just because it's at 28 cents don't mean it won't go down to a penny. You know what I mean? Or less than that. 
So with that being said, uh, Aurora was one of these companies that was struggling. And similar to other companies like Canopy Growth, Aurora also focused on international markets for the simple reason that they wanted to be first, all right? They wanted to be the biggest cannabis company, not only in Canada, as the Canada conglomerates, I like to call them, but also abroad. So they took their talents, not to South Beach like LeBron James, but they took them to Europe, all right? And where the Eiffel Tower stands and people smoke cigarettes and eat wine or drink wine with their McDonald's. So they went ahead, established a medical cannabis, you know, places or places of business and they're not doing that well i mean the numbers goes as follows during the second fiscal quarter of 2020 aurora reported a net loss of about 980 million on net revenues of 47.7 million the company's international medical cannabis revenues fell from about 3.8 million in the fourth quarter, damn, of 2019 to about 1.5 million during the reported quarter. So now they're seeing business trends, right? And now if your company is public, right, its stock price is based off of what it may do in the future. So if your numbers and revenue does not look good as they seemingly lost $3 million out of nowhere and they've decreased their revenue from 980 million to 47, oh my God, 47 from nearly a billion? That's horrible, all right? Horrible, horrible, horrible. But anyway, the point is that speculation that, hey, this company's not making more money, they're making less money, I'm not. I'm gonna go ahead and sell their stock. All right? And that price is gonna go down, your company's gonna lose more value and have less cash on hand to do what it has to do. So for Aurora to acquire this uh, second largest CBD company in the, in the country is a smart move, and I'll tell you why. The THC market is very difficult. Reason being is THC is heavily regulated, all right? THC is more regulated than a 16-year-old who developed way too quickly, all right? And, and, is a, and is a little too fresh for her age. Her parents is keeping her in the house. That's how THC is being treated, all right? It's being treated, stay your ass in your room. Right? You ain't going nowhere with your fast ass. So with that being said, it's hard for these companies to try and, you know, have the freedom, the flexibility to really, you know, have a business that says, viable as we all know it can be you have 360 million or 300 plus million americans right half of which are cannabis smokers so for some reason that cannabis is not reaching all of them and i think the simple reason is is too many hoops to jump through as i said before you know mmj is not doing well medmen as you've seen is being the apple store of cannabis has gone to the shitter no matter how great their brand was no matter how pretty their marketing was their business wasn't in order all right their products were not good their ceo was not loyal or or love or loved excuse me the ceo was not loving to the culture that he planned to have business in he literally called his dispensaries a crack house and so we've seen them diminish 20 90 percent of their stock price in 2019 and we see the ceo adam had to step down and we don't know what's going to happen in the future of medmen i mean they don't flip they don't pay back vendors you know what i'm saying they shut up shops all over the place they get somehow they pull in venture capitalists and not doing well so for aurora to make this move to cbd is a smart one and here's why the cbd market is not as heavily regulated and as you know cbd is sold literally everywhere everywhere you look you can find cbd all right you can go to the car the car repair shop i'm sure the, i'm sure the seller got cbd in there right you know what i'm saying like pain for your hands when you're working on cars it, it's crazy like i drive on the uh main road in biscayne and i can see smoke shops having cbd of course they do i can see sex shops having cbd i see gyms i went to la i went to 24 hour fitness they're selling cbd plus in the gym 
all right? Health food stores, vegan stores, you name it, they're selling CBD, Brand, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, Walmart, Target, 7-Eleven. I went to 7-Eleven and saw some uh, CBD patches. If you're buying your CBD from 7-Eleven, let me smack you in the face. Come here, let me smack you in the face one time because that's not probably good CBD, all right? Uh, not to rant about that, but the whole point is that they're going to have much less obstacles to encounter on their way to profitability. And the fact that they acquired wholeheartedly this company, uh, Reliva, for $40 million in an all-stock deal that already has 20,000 retail locations and growing, I'm sure the number is going to look much better for 2021. I'm sure it will. I mean, this coronavirus is still going to have an effect on our economy for the time being, but the fact that he got this second-rate company, the second-largest market share, means great things for Aurora. And I say that because Aurora is competing with Canopy. And as you know, Canopy is or is currently the largest cannabis company in the world right now, and they were the first to dive into uh, CBD here in America. So Aurora didn't want to be let up, right? You know what I'm saying? Imagine you're at the prom, you got a beef with somebody, and... <laughs> And, and you see the person who you're beefing with at prom go to the dance floor and start to dance with their date. You ain't going to be showing up, so you don't go to the dance floor and date too. You're going to dance better than that person you hate. Um, don't know where that came from. Probably too much of a person I ain't dope. But the point, the point is, Aurora does not want to be left in the dust. They want to be profitability. They want to bring in revenue, and they want to raise the value of their company. So for someone who watches from the outside in, I can confidently say this is a good move because the THC market is not doing well whatsoever, but the CBD market seems to be doing just fine. It may not be as valuable as a THC market or bringing the revenues. However, the ease of business, all right, that ease, that comfortability, that lack of headache, we all want that when we're in business and that's exactly what Aurora is heading to. All right, so coming up next, we have New Mexico's first quarter medical cannabis sales rose 43% since 2019. In addition, Oregon sets new cannabis sales records in April. So it looks like, listen, these cannabis companies may not be doing well, but for some reason the states are seeing much more increased sale of cannabis. So from someone who wants to look at this news and speculate as what the future may hold, we may just see, you know, these companies bounce back, you know, in a strong, strong way. Because it seems like the longer cannabis is legalized, the better the cannabis numbers are. The more available it is, the more likability someone's going to venture out and say, you know what, I want to try weed because it's legal now, right? I have a medical card. I'm going to try and get a medical marijuana. The more, the longer it's available is the more curious the population in that area will be to try that as a medicine or as a recreational drug or recreational substance, I should say. You know, I call it drugs. And so I'm happy to hear that Oregon's doing well because, as you know, Oregon was not doing well so far in the past. I mean, listen, Oregon was selling ounces for $25. I mean, $25. Sign me up, please. You got $25 ounces? Please send me that way. That's a gram, that's a gram and a half worth of, of an ounce. And it wasn't shitty flour either. It was pretty quality flour. The only issue is that, you know, Oregon had too many growers, not enough retailers. So it was an oversupply of flour and not enough places to buy it or people to buy it. So... Kudos to them for increasing their sales. Um, but yeah, man, maybe this is a good thing for Aurora and all those companies mentioned beforehand who are those billion-dollar companies. The longer legalization you know, exists is the better you will be because you'll be able to sell your cannabis in much more areas. And the more powerful these companies get, chances are they're going to have lobbyists on their sides to influence the laws in their favor, much like Amazon and all the other conglomerates do. Um, and side note news aside from Canon Business, it looks like I posted on my Instagram. I'm going to mention it for a bit here. But yeah, so it looks like the schools who allow, you know, cannabis 
aren't getting federal funding, right? So the story goes as this, feds withdraw health grants for schools that allow medical marijuana. That's in Maine. Now, if I am a pharmaceutical entity and I see that these children are using medical marijuana for their ailments and not my drug, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to be red hot, all right? I'm not going to be happy. So what am I going to do? I'm going to disallow funding to go to the schools that allow medical marijuana to be bought instead of my pill. All right. Because if they if we disallow funding to go to these areas that allow medical marijuana, then the schools are probably not allow medical marijuana on campus for the simple reason that schools need money. OK, they need their money, the dinero, the cashola. As you know, schools struggle with uh, finances. I mean, teachers have to come out of pocket most of the time to buy materials for their classes. I mean, federal funding is more so geared towards militaristic you know endeavors and not and, and much less towards human capital such as schools and education i mean we could talk about that to a blue in the face but that's just what re that's what reality is so schools can't afford to lose federal funding because some of these federal fundings are keeping them open especially during this coronavirus when things are messing up imagine you being you know a public school and having kids literally not come to school you know having you know a lack of insurance you have to pay because these kids are at home right like it's it's a lot of things are being affected i mean these dining services are probably down too because they have no kids to feed because kids literally aren't there uh that's a side note for me but the point is that these big pharma lobbyists are working extra hard to keep money in the sugar daddy pocket all right and that's exactly what's happening here in my mind and in my opinion uh it's deplorable but it's business as always i mean nothing is going to change that quickly and they're going to protect their pockets any way they can just think about it if you're a child, all right, imagine you're, imagine you're nine years old, all right, and you have some type of debilitating disease or condition. Your mother or father, both, if they're in your life, shout out to you, they both decide to give you medical marijuana to make you feel better, right? Maybe you have seizures. And you stop taking the prescription drug that the doctor's been giving you for years. Now, that pharmaceutical company has lost a potential lifetime customer all right lifetime customer which means that the cost per customer acquisition will increase tenfold for these pharmaceutical companies because they're losing so many customers to medical marijuana i mean medical marijuana is probably cheaper all right it's probably less damaging to your kidneys i mean you all know what, what prescription drug prescription drugs do you take a prescription it helps what you're looking for it to help but it also causes damage in your kidney and your liver and whatnot and now you're taking even more medicine having more doctor visits and the industry is 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 being flourished by the one condition that it said is going to treat but it creates three more so with that being said i can see from a business perspective how this is catastrophic and the only way for them to keep their lifetime potential customers and children and their children's children for a certain ailment is to ban federal funding to go to the schools that allow it that's the only thing that makes sense to me and i could read the story here but i if i urge you to go on my hamilton national page on instagram you can read the full post there it's continued in the comments on another page enjoy that story and before we go on a break i'm going to go ahead and include a snippet that i talked about our next few stories aka weed science prenatal cannabis exposure alone is not associated with cognitive impairments we're also going to talk about why 19 is the ideal age limit for legal cannabis. We all speculated in saying, cannabis, don't give cannabis to kids. It's going to cause their brains to not develop and it's going to be debilitating and no kids, no weed. We're going to tell you what's really going down there. All right. And uh, next up, 
we have, or last study I should say, is that studies suggest that women have more intense cannabis cravings than men. Now, this is not a feminist or a sexist study. I know you guys out there that don't believe in gender don't believe in genders and and all that jazz hey listen i'm woke in some sense and i'm i'm fast asleep in another <laughs> all right so i can see what some can say like my, like my business partner can look at this and be like well this this is misogynistic like it's not it's literally just looking at the neural responses of their uh, those in the study to see how they reacted to stimuli that's all it is but i can see how you know what's the word i'm looking for how virtue signaling can come about and trying to be as woke as you can on these measures. Whatever. I'm going to tell you the story, but I know the backlash is going to come in my DMs soon enough. Just know it's science. It's not sexist. Be right back. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned for that last clip about uh, pregnancies before we continue on to the second half of the episode. Hope you're enjoying this. If you made it this far, you might as well subscribe on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. You know, subscribe to us. You know what I'm saying? Share the podcast with somebody who loves cannabis news. Maybe you like my personality. I don't know. Maybe you think I'm a dick. I don't know. I don't know. If you don't like me, okay, cool. But you like the information, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're informed. And maybe we can work on our relationship later, all right? Maybe a cup of coffee or something. We work it out. You know, a little something, something. <laughs> all right, man. Be right back. Be right back. All right, quick, I just realized that I mentioned the Rastafarian study. They didn't really touch or expound on it. But in that study, they found in the 90s that these Rastafarian women who took in cannabis reportedly when they tested their children saw no developmental issues, saw no cognitive issues. In fact, they found that their children were much faster developed than what was normally tested. Now, could that be a matter of their genetics or is it a matter of the cannabis? They don't know, but they found that the cannabis didn't have any negative effects. And so it was very positive to see that news come out and it's something that's very very much cited by these uh, cannamom groups. Shout out to all the cannamoms out there. Right? You guys are out there working hard. You need to de-stress. All these mothers out there taking Valium and all these other drugs and Xanax to try to relax. You taking just weed, all right? Xanax and go ahead and call somebody to go fall asleep and forget the whole day. All right? They can forget a whole list of things they did for their kids. I'm saying they taking Ambien, they're sleepy, they're acting crazy, and they're behind the wheel causing accidents. All you're doing is smoking weed and laughing with your chid, laughing with your children. All right? So shout out to the can of moms and back to the Rossiferian study. Go ahead and Google it. Look it up. It's true. It's fact. They found no developmental issues in their children. Now back to the show. All right. Welcome back from the break. Hopefully it wasn't too long. I miss you guys, man. It was getting lonely over here in the podcast world. Well, what do you think happens to me when we go on break? And you're listening to ads. Hopefully, you guys are not skipping through the ads. All right? If you love this podcast, you will listen to the ads. Because you listen to the ads, that's more money in my pocket. All right, that's more money I can spend on to make this podcast better and me happier. Because you know when I'm happy, this podcast is bussing. All right, this podcast is fire. All right, when I'm a little down, the podcast sounds all monotone and not really expressive. When I'm happy, this podcast is something else. I can feel it. All right, and I'm feeling this one. And we're going to dive right into it to my favorite topic, I guess, right now in today's episode. So it is weed science. As you know, weed being legal has allowed for science to persist. It allowed for all the speculation we've had about cannabis to actually be viol- violated, to be uh, proven and vindicated. Is it vindicated? 
There we go. Va validated. I don't know why I'm messing up my words. I feel like this quarantine has messed up my brain. I <laughs> too much Netflix. But no, all right. So these weed science allow for our speculation on what cannabis can do to be validated. All right. It makes us not look like stoners who think that this is the almighty God plan that can cure all. When the science that comes out proves that it can cure a lot of fucking shit. And we're not bullshitting. We're not here spewing out all type of crap no we're putting out good information and it's viable because we've read it in a professional study so the first one we'll go in on is what i talked about before the break was a study suggests that women have more intense cannabis cravings than men now why do you think that is before i go into this just think for a second why do you think women have more intense cannabis cravings than men i i, I have no clue either you know i had no clue when i saw this headline take a minute uh, I know some of y'all getting sick inside of the door to explore shit. But hey, listen, there's a way for me to engage with you because I'm not sitting next next to you. And I want this to be conversational, right? I'm talking to you. All right? I'm not just talking at you. So I don't know. My whole thought of why women potentially could have more cannabis cravings than men is that, um, as you know, mentioned on the podcast before, THC, cannabinoids, all of that is coming from the female plant as you know the female plant is the one that grows and produces flowers and that's the one that we want right male plants typically get put down unless they're you know put out in order to you know get their pollen to you know what i'm saying create, create new cannabis plants but anyway the point is female weed is what we want all right we want female marijuana and that female marijuana produces cannabinoids that can be molecularly molecularly similar to estrogen right this is why they speculate that if you take THC, it'll lower your sperm count. Um, you won't be able to, you know, get your wife or girlfriend pregnant if you guys were trying because you're smoking too much weed. This is why they say a bunch of different things. That's why they say they make you more docile and all these other things because a lot of estrogen is in the plant. Now, that's not true. It's not estrogen per se. It's just that on a molecule, on a molecular basis, they're very similar in structure, right? Not, not very, very similar, but they're very similar. So that being said, I would think that women not only have more fat or body fat percentage than men on average, because men have much more muscle and females need a certain level of fat in their body to produce, you know, a child, right? If you don't have enough fat on your body, how can you feed the child? Because all fat really is is a storage of energy that can be used at a later date. And if you're having a child, this is why women gain weight when they're pregnant, because that fat is used as a storage of nutrients that the child can use or energy, ADP, whatever. Triglycerides, people. So the story goes as this. That's my speculation. And we'll get into right now what exactly the study says. I actually got a lot of points here. So you want to pay attention. All right, listen. Researchers from the Center of Brain Health at the University of Texas at Dallas found that women who regularly consume cannabis that regularly consume cannabis experience more intense craving than their male counterparts. Hmm. The study called Sex-Related Differences in Subjective but Not Neural Culicited Craving Response in heavy cannabis use. Let's say that one more time. The study is called Sex-Related Differences in Subjective but Not Neural Q-Elicited Craving Response in Heavy Cannabis Users. It was published last month in the Drug and Alcohol Dependence Journal. So you know this is real. This is not BS. This is validated and in a well-trusted journal. The study was conducted on 54 women and 58 men.
sorry about that. I don't, my phone always be going off. Anyway, so the study was conducted on 54 women and 58 men who had used cannabis at least 50,000 times. They were given a piece of cannabis equipment to hold. So like a bong, you know, a pipe, a blunt, something that you would use to smoke. And were asked to rate their urge to use cannabis on a scale of 1 to 10. Women rated their cravings as 5.5, while men rated their cravings 4.6. So it's not a huge difference, but it is on average a, a difference, right? What, a one point above? Not that crazy. But anyway, continuing on, researchers found that when the female participants were characterized by their self-reported menstrual phase, those in the phase when estrogen levels increased, ding, 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 estrogen, now, you probably think I'm cheating because I read the study. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just, it, I don't know. Maybe it's a gift. Who knows? But continuing on. Showed when a significantly higher craving response compared to male users. Let's read it one more time. Researchers found that when female participants were characterized by their self-reported menstrual cycle phase, when estrogen levels increased, they showed a significantly higher craving response compared to male users. All right, and a little anecdote from the study also says that a study, another study rather, a study out of Italy found in 2018 that men are more likely to try cannabis and other drugs because their hormones, aka testosterone, stimulate risky behavior. A 2017 survey of a U.S. adults by Statista found that 13% of American men use cannabis currently compared to 7% women. Now, that last number could be skewed. Maybe women don't want to report that they use cannabis. You know, for, for societal reasons, the appearance, outward appearance of females, you know, uh, is much more much more hmm how can I put this right women have to have to present themselves in a much more critical way and understand how, how their perception may be so they may be less likely to report the fact that they smoke cannabis because maybe they don't want the information out there right and men don't really have to adhere to all these different societal pressures men don't you know have to put on you know makeup and dress a certain way and think about you know what dangers may lie based off what they may dress because there's some lunatics out there I mean listen men are sick with some nasty creatures I mean I tell you I mean just go in the comment sections on Instagram of like a pretty model the guys out there will pull their heart out and ask for a ring in marriage on a social media app like men is fucking disgusting we have something wrong with us but it's cool you know what I'm, saying? I'm happy to be a man it's just i know that we wired a different way all right and that's why women are you know more advanced than us and clearly i'm saving my own ass but the point is that yes because essentially you know I would assume, or this study, what I got from this study was that when women go through the menstrual cycle, they are clearly experiencing cramps and other pains and discomfort. So taking in cannabis would ease their comfort, especially if they're feeling this pain, right? So even though I didn't mention estrogen, they didn't mention that that was a deciding factor there. It was just something that was mentioned as another variable that occurred during the study, that they found that women who were during their menstrual cycle were more likely to have a higher score. Chances are, because in my opinion, they're going through some pain they're going through some discomfort and weed is something that is known to help with those pains so what does that mean that means that you cannabis companies out there you may look at selling your brand to women may be a niche idea and we've heard sad stories like Whoopi Goldberg's Whoopi and Maya company who sold products that was directed towards females such as you know topicals and ingestibles to help with cramps and other things around the menstrual cycle didn't do didn't do too well 
I mean, I feel like they stuck to a niche audience and uh, maybe in retrospect, they could have expanded their product offerings, but also having a product that specifies directly to women. But it looks like for some reason, the data shows that hey, men buy cannabis way more than women. And I guess that's why they included that as the last anecdote in the study, that in Italy they found that, yeah, men use cannabis more often because they're more likely to attract risky, risky behavior. It's the truth. Testosterone caused men to do dumb shit. Have you ever watched the TV show uh, Jackass? That's all testosterone at its worst. All right, that's kind of prepubescent prepubescent or teenage testosterone in grown men where they're like jumping off of places to hurt themselves that's what it is and uh but yeah i found this interesting to me i didn't really think that women had much more cravings but what i was saying before i got distracted or distracted my own self was that you cannabis companies even though you see the negative that may have happened to you know female focused companies don't forget to market your products to females as well females apparently have higher cravings than men for their cannabis and that can be also communicated in your brand not the fact that they have more cravings but communicate to them talk to them don't sell at them don't talk at them sell to them all right relate to the, your female customers because let's be honest most of the cannabis industry is all selling what you know 18 to 34 male all right white male to be exact because they are the biggest uh purchaser of cannabis in the united states so hopefully this study can go ahead and guide you know cannabis businesses to also include women in their focus groups and how they're selling their products because listen the ladies need their weed too all right after a long day of walking and getting cat called and guys being nasty pervy you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying hey ma hey yo you with the face hey yeah yeah you you with the eyes, yeah. <laughs> uh, after a long day of that, they got to light up some shit to stress out. I mean, to de-stress, all right? So, uh, yeah, next study, next study, next study. So, as I included in the clip there and told you the story, prenatal cannabis exposure alone is not associated with cognitive impairments. Now, for decades, for decades, you have had mothers everywhere warn cannabis users who are female not to smoke or take in cannabis when you're pregnant. Now, granted, I personally would also direct not to smoke cannabis, but you could take in cannabis in a different form, perhaps in a tincture or maybe vape it or eat it for that matter. You probably get way more cannabinoids, you know, from vaping than you would smoking anyway. So with that being said, taking in cannabis in this study alone showed that there were no cognitive impairments on the child. You know, people... People assume that when, you know, you smoke weed and you have a kid, your kid's going to come out staring in space, you know what I'm saying, asking, you know, high questions like, why do ants, ants, and elephants don't elephant? You ever... <laughs> like, dumb questions like that, you know? Uh, listen, man, I'm so happy that these cannabis studies are coming out because now it's proving what we already knew to be true. And as I mentioned that clip earlier, yes, if your baby is taking in more cannabinoids, there is a potentiality, a plausibility of that child having more cannabinoids that can assist in brain development than a child who doesn't have any cannabinoids in their system. I mean, we have had studies that have come out to say that Americans who don't ingest any form of cannabis or certain foods that may mimic the cannabinoids are cannabinoid deficient. And when cannabinoid deficient, that that leads to mood disorders, all right? That leads to certain eating disorders. It can lead to a long list of, of uh, debilitating 
conditions. And so having your fair share of cannabinoids, especially in the womb, who knows? Maybe you're setting that child to be much more relaxed, much more calm, much more have a much higher propensity to deal with anxiety. And so listen, if that study communicates to you, go ahead and ingest cannabis, but please do it in a safe way. And I told you the story already about the vice mom who took in cannabis and her child seems to be fine. And just to add in another story outside of the vice one, you can go on Google right now and type in uh, cannabis pregnant woman Rastafarian study. Google cannabis Rastafarian pregnant women study and it's a study that was conducted i believe in the 1990s or something along those lines it was a while ago and they were studying rastafarian women who as you know cannabis is a part of the rastafarian culture all right they see getting higher or getting high is getting to getting higher to god all right when they smoke it's not just getting high for the sake of getting high they say a prayer they have a whole service the same thing that you do in catholic churches for all the catholics listening the same the similar you know thing that they do in the rastafarian religion you know they hear you hear you you know, to the Father, something, something, Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It was Sunday not too long ago. Hey, Trump just said that church is an essential business. You know why he said that? Because the biggest church lobby in the, in the Washington, D.C., had given Trump the green light, all right? Now, take that with what you will, but that's why he's going to allow churches to be open because, listen, churches have to make money. If they're not open, they're not getting any money. They're not getting any ties, so they need to stay open to get them ties. Listen, when Trump sends that $1,200 check, he's hoping to get at least 10% of that back in ties from the church. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, next story, man. Next story. Let's actually the last story. Wow, this, this actually went pretty fast. But um, that's, it's how you know I'm enjoying myself, man. I record a podcast and realize it's to the end. It's just sad, man. I'm, I'm sad. And hopefully you won't have to wait two weeks for another episode. Next week I'll probably be back. Less busy. Upload as always. But I think having the time separation allows for more news and better topics to be chosen because not only on a week basis. Sometimes you have slow weeks, sometimes you have fast weeks, and other weeks it's like, ah, oh, shit, there's no cannabis to report. What the hell am I going to talk about? Last but not least, we're going to talk about a cannabis study in weed science where 19 is the ideal age for legal cannabis access. It reads as follows. A study by researchers at the Memorial University of Newfoundland, Canada, suggests that setting a consumption age at 19 could diminish some potential adverse health effects, health effects such as smoking and negative mental outcomes. The number of respondents who reported a high level of complete education as was 16% higher among those who first used cannabis between the ages of 21 and 24 relative to those who first used it before the age of 18, which suggests that the optimum optimal minimum age is 21. So they're saying that uh, those who completed their education, chances are they smoked weed when they were a bit older so that weed didn't have any cognitive effects affecting their education. As opposed to those who maybe took in weed because they had that cousin that was a badass and they wanted to be like that cousin and he was smoking weed and they say, hey, can I try? And you know, the cousin is, is an idiot, 16 year old, doesn't know any better. So he gives you the weed and you're like, I don't know, 10. I think he's getting younger and younger by the story goes goes on. He gives you a hit and now you like weed. He's been smoking weed ever since. So in that sense, they see that in the individual similar to the 10-year-old who smoked weed for the first time and continue to smoke weed, that there are some brain developmental, uh, not I, w- I want to say retardation, but there's a lack of full development or a regression of brain development, I should say, much more responsibly. So what they want to do is avoid that. They want to make sure they're going to use cannabis. It's going to be safe. And the best way to ensure that is that they thought before, don't smoke until you're 21, 25. 
because by then your adult brain is nearly finished completion and that very important you know brain growth that's happening during your teenage years uh, is can be affected by the ingesting of THC which is why there are so many controversies going around with these children taking THC for their seizures and other medical diseases my thing is mind your business I'm just mind your is that your child is that your child taking THC for their seizure? No, nah, it isn't. Mind your business. This goes for the same thing in the prenatal cognitive thing. Listen, I get that we have a comment section now, so everybody thinks that they can go ahead and drop a comment, drop an opinion, and leave their two cents. How about you pick those two cents, put it back in your pocket? Nobody wants to hear it. Because I feel like we live in a world now where we want to parent other people's children, and even those people who have no kids do the same thing and parent the parent, right? And it's like, listen, if cannabis has shown to not kill anybody in the history of its existence, it's probably more healthier for you than taking vitamin E. I know acid sure is healthier than taking vitamin E. Don't know where I'm going with that. My point is that if it's not toxic, if it's not deadly, and there's no adverse effects, and you give your child acetaminophen or, or, or fucking Tylenol, and Tylenol is one of the... Yo, listen, Tylenol is one of the uh, drugs that kills the most people per year. All right? I don't know if it's due to suicides or just due to the chemical itself, but Tylenol kills so many people and guess what it's legal all right listen the other day other day i was telling i was telling somebody hey, listen i don't want any drugs all right and they looked at me with a face like says the person who smokes thc and cbd like yeah yeah i don't want drugs i i, I consider that a plant that's a vegetable right here this is, this is a vegetable and plant form i mean all vegetables are plants anyway <laughs> anyway i took I told him I did not want any Tylenol. Why? Because I want to protect my liver, my kidney, and I know that Tylenol kills a lot of people. And the fact that it's legal and that many of the people who are opposed to cannabis give their children Tylenol and Benadryl and these other list of prescription drugs that they think is okay are probably causing damage down the line. Ritalin. As you know, Ritalin fucks up kids. I mean, the list goes on and on. But anyway, this study says that 19 is the ideal age. They thought it was 21 and 25, but now they're seeing that 19 is where you're pretty much an adult. You're not having adverse effects. And I'm sorry if their rain is going in the background. I couldn't wait any longer. As you know, Florida rains in and out. It's unlike any other place in America, all right? Probably like Oregon is another place, or Seattle, whatever. I mean, excuse me, Seattle, Washington, where it rains all the time. And here in Florida, it rains for like 15 minutes. Like a, like, Imagine you're driving on a highway in Florida, all right? It starts to rain. It's like you're driving under Niagara Falls waterfall for like 15 minutes, and then it stops. And now it's clear and beautiful out like nothing happened. Like, you imagined the whole thing. You were dreaming. That's exactly how the weather is in Florida. It's so tipsy-toppy and turvy, it makes no sense. Anyway, it looks like my phone is blinging off. It's time for me to go. I hate to end this early, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. Hopefully you guys learned a little something. Maybe you laughed a little bit. Who knows? And I'm sorry for me you guys wait two weeks. But listen, man, it's been a great episode. Let's do a quick review before I go. And here we go. We have Cannabis, all right? We talked about a former employee's arrested for the murder of a tech cannabis CEO. We had Aurora to acquire a U.S. hemp company for the second largest market share. So RIP to the CEO who got murdered. Very sad story in the cannabis world indeed and hopefully you don't hear any more of this and it stays on a Netflix TV show where it belongs. Alright, Aurora making this move is a smart move because THC ain't doing so, ain't doing too well, ain't looking too pretty. Alright, so go to CBD. Alright, CBD has a personality. It might not be as pretty as THC, alright, business wise but CBD got that personality and the CBD is going to hold you down. And it looks like it's a, it's a move for Aurora to leave 
their international focus and enter to the U.S. market where CBD is already everywhere. And a company they bought is Reliva for $40 million. That's already in 20,000 shops. All right, New Mexico saw a 43% increase in their revenue of medical marijuana. Oregon uh, hit a sales record of $89 million during the month of April. They're doing well. We found out why women have a more intense cannabis craving than men. We also found out that uh, prenatal cannabis exposure alone is not associated with cognitive impairments. It's not. There's no toxicity, you know, found when taking the THC while you're pregnant. If anything, cannabinoids help the mother with her nausea. It may help her with her anxiety and stress. And as we know, stress leads to the hormones that kill human beings. All right, cortisol literally causes you to increase your weight, increase your likability of diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, heart disease. Stress is a killer. Literally, stress kills. And if you take something like cannabis that can you know decrease your stress you're probably gonna have a healthier child in the long run because you're not producing any stress toxins and last but not least we found that 819 was the right age to uh ingest legal cannabis from the memorial the memorial university in newfoundland canada and again i like to say that listen weed science is helping all of us look more legitimate like we are upstanding citizens when we enjoy our cannabis and the rest of the world are now taking note. Now listen, this cannabis thing ain't so bad after all. They were right. The stoners are right. Yeah, man, I've been telling you forever, dude. This is like the best plant ever. All right, I'm losing my voice. Uh, uh, listen, man, I'll catch you guys next week, Monday. Happy Memorial Day. Hopefully you guys got to enjoy it safe in your house, mask on. Please do not go outside with your mask off. Be safe, you know what I mean? Take in vitamin C, eat your mangoes, eat your oranges, you know what I mean? Call your grandmother, call your family. Hey, say hi to a friend in high school. You haven't said hi in a long time because you know what? You don't know if they made it or they didn't. All right, check in with your people. And stay tuned for next week's episode. All right? Stay tuned. Stay high. Hi, TV. Catch you next time, folks. Peace.